The parents of two young girls who tragically died after attempting the blackout challenge suing TikTok and its parent company. It's a wrongful death lawsuit in Los Angeles. Christina Arlington Smith is mother of Lania Eric Walton dying on the 15th of July, 2021. Now, there's another girl here as well. And essentially, the suit is being brought about and claims TikTok users' individualized user data and demographic information to direct content to the users who will be most likely to watch and engage, even though a large number of children under the age of 13 use the platform without parental permission. It gets us to a conversation about, yes, the dangers of platforms, internet, but can our kids handle it? Natasha Tuzikoff is an assistant professor at York University, author of Choke Points, Global Private Regulation on the Internet. Great to talk to you. Thank you so very much for joining us. Glad to be on. Can we begin to unravel this in a world where so often parents feel hopeless because we want our children to be armed to make good choices on social media, but dare I see even as adults, we don't make good choices. Yeah, this is a a tough area because what we're hearing a lot from the platforms is this idea of people being more responsible. That's parents being more responsible and kids being more responsible. So in the, in the kind of academic circle, we call this responsabilization. You should be aware of your own risk. Right. Take care of your financial information, guard your personal information, make sure you know what your kids are watching. But a big question is, what are the platforms doing? What is the company's responsibility for making sure that they aren't actively directing harmful content towards uh, customers they know are underage? So instead of what parents or kids should be doing, a big and under-discussed area is what companies should be liable for. And that's what this lawsuit is really trying to get at. I wonder if these social media platforms are the big tobacco of our modern age. And that's a great comparison. I've used that comparison, the big tobacco, uh, kind of big pharma, big oil Uh, to my students in class because these companies have been extremely successful in changing the terms of the debate instead of saying, you know, what laws should regulate social media companies to say, we'll self-regulate, we'll decide what rules suit us. We're very innovative and fast-moving and glitzy because we're technology companies, therefore we need a light-touch regulation. So they've been really... Um, successful in turning that kind of discussion around and saying it's parents who should be responsible, it's kids who should be responsible. Um, we're just um, technology companies. We're not plat- we're not uh, publishing companies. So that that comparison is really apt. It's a, it's a very good one, and we should remember then that tobacco companies fought for decades, including lying and uh, putting out, frankly, incorrect and biased research hiding their their knowledge that that tobacco causes cancer. So the news release behind this says TikTok has invested billions of dollars 
to intentionally design products that push dangerous content that it knows are dangerous and can result in the deaths of its users. I'm not a lawyer, but I'm thinking that this is going to open up a debate here about, you know, all sorts of personal responsibility, et cetera. But it is so very similar to big pharma, big tobacco, et cetera. And it's all about peeling the onion in the weeks, months, and probably years to come. Yes. And to start off a discussion like this, we have to ask, what is TikTok, right? What are these companies? And these companies are advertising companies. They sell access to their Mm -hmm. users' data. So, They collect personal data from their users, who, what, when, where you watch, at what time, what you like, and they compile all of this using sophisticated algorithms and sell it to advertisers. So they are very interested in collecting data, and this is how they make their money. So any argument that says, well, maybe we can try and convince or try and push TikTok or Facebook to not collect incredibly detailed amounts, real-time data collection on users... But that goes against their commercial business model. So unless this is mandated, unless it's forced, these companies will not back off their intrusive data collection because that's how they make money. Is the European Union the way that, uh, and the way they regulate, is that the way to go for North America? So the European Union and its general data protection regulation, the GDPR, is a big step forward. So essentially what it says is that there's a bunch of different types of data practices that might be off limits. And in other cases, you have to get the user's consent. So this is the pop-up that we're now familiar with. Do you consent to have this website collect your data? And you either click yes or no. And you have to click yes to be able to access that. Now, if you you know, dig a little deeper, like you say, unpeel the onion. If you want to find out who's collecting your data, it's a huge list of companies you've never heard of, marketing companies, analytics companies. Now, this does regulate the market in personal data, but it doesn't outlaw it because the European Union, just like North America, just like everywhere, wants to be a part of the data economy. So they're not going to Past regulations that destroy Facebook, Google, or TikTok, these are a moderating effect, taking, taking the worst of the data practices out of the market. Do you believe, based on your research and your gut, that at one day there will be a day of reckoning very much like big tobacco? I hope so. I have to remain positive because this is a pretty negative space every few months, there's a a series of extremely disturbing revelations from these companies from that they facilitate hate speech, that they um, were involved in facilitating the January 6th uh, insurrection at the the U.S. Capitol, that Mm -hmm. they facilitate, you know, misogyny and, and, and here we see harm against children. So I think one has to try and stay positive. And I think if we look at these companies are really young. They, they really only emerged in the late 1990s, early 2000s, and it was only with Cambridge Analytica that publicly and for many lawmakers that they saw the true negative effects from these companies. So that's, that's a pretty short time frame where we've gone from rosy-eyed view of Google and, and TikTok and the others to now being pretty critical. So I would hope in the next five years or so that we could 
enact some legislation that really addresses the harms that these companies cause, much like oil companies or much like tobacco companies. And get away from that whole idea. Well, you're you know you're censoring free speech here. Uh, it you know that 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 to me is 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 not what this is about. This is about safety. This is about um, being able to 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 level the playing field, if you will. I have thirty seconds left here. Um, as parents, I know. You want to be able to tell your kids and give them that right information, but sometimes I do these stories and and I'm scared for our kids. What's your parting thought? Make sure you know what your kids are are watching, uh, it, it, and really talk to them about this. These these uh, trends might seem fun, and the kids might not understand how dangerous they are, but definitely know what what they're what they're doing online. Great to talk to you. Thank you so very much for connecting. Let's have another conversation again on this.